Hello, everyone, and welcome to a, another edition of This Week in App. I'm your host, John Aslan, uh, and hey, TWIA is alive and reasonably well as we begin a new decade of uh, 2020. Uh, this is, of course, already uh, political discourse is in the air. Uh, we have an election coming up in November, and so uh, we're going to take some time during uh, each and every uh, edition of this podcast to talk about uh, political things. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We're, we are not going to get into that at all. We'll leave that up to the Facebook post and and uh, you uh, uh, probably uh, unfriending a bunch of people between now and November. Uh, it is uh, quite uh, prevalent uh, amongst uh, those uh, Facebook pages and sites, but we're going to stick with APBA, and uh, it's good to be back. I know uh, we've been gone for a while. This week in APA is kind of a misnomer. It's uh, uh, whenever we can get it up in APA. Uh, whoop, no pun intended. Um, and uh, but uh, uh, we will try to be a little more timely and a little more of a weekly, or at least. Uh, two, three podcasts a month. It's just difficult to line up interviews and, and have schedules align. Uh, uh, I'm still working at least for another uh, year or so. Uh, and of course, others that I try to interview also uh, have real jobs. There are some people, <clears throat> Jim Shea, who is uh, retired and have nothing but free time. Uh, the rest of the world, though, has to work. But it's good to be back. Uh, uh, I hope you guys uh, out there in the APA community are enjoying the new card set. Uh, we will get John Herson on uh, within the next uh, couple weeks and talk about what's new. Uh, we'll go over uh, some of the uh, uh, reviews of the cards. And, uh, of course, there's going to be uh, some folks that are wondering why so-and-so got uh, grade, so-and-so got uh, double uh, double uh, column cards, you know, that whole routine that uh, you get every single year. But uh, we'll get John on at some point in time. But as far as our first podcast of the new year and the new decade for that matter, we're going to have an old friend on, Dominic Provisiero. Uh, we're going to talk with him. Uh, he just had his OZ League draft uh, just prior to uh, this podcast, and so we're going to talk to him about that and uh, other things that involve APA and uh, baseball for that matter and uh, world events, possibly, probably not, but possibly. So stick around. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Dom will be coming up in just a second. You're listening to This Week in APA. Stick around. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in APA, uh, the sounds of Billy Joel. And, you know, there are very few people that I bring onto this podcast that have their own theme song. And it's anything New York or New York-inspired. And uh, this guy deserves his own theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Dominic Provisier. How you doing, Dom? Doing well, John. How are you, my friend? And good morning to APA Nation. Uh, well, uh, John, I'm going to start off with a question to you. Oh. Do you have your coffee in hand? I, I do. I'm actually on my final cup. And it's, <laughs> I told you, before we can start this early in the morning, I have to have at least one cup of coffee. So I appreciate your patience. And uh, I'm roaring to go. Are you? 
I am too. I am too. I got my cup right in front of me, and uh, looking forward to a good uh, episode of uh, this weekend. Oh, great! Well, Don, we've had John before, and I know you're the author of Commissioner's Corners. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, up and coming. But uh, uh, first of all, uh, tell us uh, what's going on in your personal life and uh, uh, and in the APA world. What's going on with you? Well, let's see. Personally, uh, still working for Safari Land, uh, which as uh, some people don't know, it's a um, company that provides uh, the bullet-resistant vest for police officers and military officers. So uh, I'm proud to say I'm still out there saving lives. Um, everything else is good. Family's good. Kids are growing up, getting bigger. Uh, had a couple of grandkids over yesterday. So, uh, oh, you know, besides that, that's one of my favorite things to do is just, you know, spend time with the grandkids and the kids. It always, our grandkids the best. I mean, honest to goodness, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're the, they, they give me a reason to wake up every morning or at least wake up and go to work knowing that at some point in time, you're going to see the grandkids. Yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice. And then, you know, you also sometimes get to sugar them up and you get to send them home, right? (laughs) Oh, listen, that's, that might be the best part. (laughs) Right. That's called revenge on your children. (laughs) Exactly. Um, uh, now uh, that that's your personal life. What's going on in, in your Apple world? I know you're, you're caught up in that. Yeah. Well, um, actually we just had our, um, our league draft, um, the, the weekend after the Super Bowl. We, we do that every year now. Um, you know, we, uh, we pushed it back a little bit because, um, you know, the cards and the, and the BBW disc and all the Apple items, uh, come out a little later now these days. Uh, well, not, not. Right back in the day, sometimes we waited till March, right? Oh but yeah, sure. In, we used to we used to draft in January. Now we kind of pushed it back to February. I think it's better because we're not pressured and we're not you right. know, waiting. Oh no, the cards are going to come today, and we're having to draft tomorrow. So right. everybody gets a chance to sit down and, and prep for their team and prep for the upcoming season. So so we had that, and uh, as you and I talked about a few times, uh, we have it at the Hilton in Ronkonkoma, Long Island. Uh, we rent out a conference room. Um, and uh, guys fly in from all over the country. We have members from Florida, California, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, um, and then guys drive over from New York and New Jersey. So um, it's it's a it's a, it's really a nice a nice uh, event. We kind of turn it into a weekend. Um, and again, not you know if you don't if you can't come for the weekend, that's fine. You know you can come for one night, two nights, mm-hmm. whatever works out. Right. Um, the um, we, we have everybody coming in usually on that Friday afternoon, uh, whoever's flying in from out of state. Uh, and then what we do is we get together. Uh, they, they have a, in, the, in the lobby, they have this long, thick wooden um, table, and it's right in front of a fireplace. So what we do on that Friday night of the draft is we get together, we sit around the table, and we, uh, we do like admin stuff. We'll have a rules meeting, we'll talk about different things, you know, what's going on. Um, how does how does the um, new stuff in baseball or changes in baseball going to affect the league and so on and so forth? And uh, we kind of call that a fireside chat now. Yeah. Now, now it, it, this is the OZ league. We 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 talked about this. I think the first time that I had you on the program. Uh, uh, how long has this league been in existence? How many teams are in the league? Talk a little bit about that. Well, we've been around 38, 39 years. There's, there's a little controversy about that. i got to go down and, and, and count the uh, <laughs> uh, tabs on the trophy. But um, 
We're, we've been around over 35 years, let's put it that way. Um, we started in 1982 with the strike short in 1981 Apple Um Right now we have 13 teams, always looking for more. Um, but, you know, we've been as high as like 16, um, which is nice. You know, sometimes what happens, you know, when you have big leagues and, and, and some of it is face-to-face, it, it, it sometimes becomes a, a, a chore to kind of keep it all together. You know, right. um, I'd like to see us max out at maybe 16 teams, you know, maybe four divisions of four or something like that, which we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of is nice. It, it's still manageable. And, and it's still the thing I like about the smaller leagues, and I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, disrespecting the larger leagues because those are fun too. But the smaller leagues, you know, new guys can build their team quick. You know, within a year or two, they can have a solid contender because it's easier to build a team when you, you know, you have less teams and you're picking for more players. Right. Um, when you have a large league, you know, you have um, a, a different type of mentality when you go into the draft because after the first or second round, usually you're picking prospects and you're picking fill-ins, you know, because, you know, so many people have come off the table already. But, you know, again, like we always say, whichever league, whatever type of league floats your boat, you know, that's what you should be playing. So, so we, had our, we had our draft, and uh, we're up to uh, 13 teams. We picked up another team from Long Island this year. We were 12 last year. So we had an expansion draft, and then we had our rough rage draft, and then our rookie draft. And it's always a lot of fun. It's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, the more, the more happy people you can get into a room, that, that's that's the beauty of right there. You know that's that's the fun. You know you're bonding. You, you're making friends. You're you're, re- you're you know rekindling or reengaging your you know friendships that you've made through the, the league. Right. And you know, sadly, we only get to see each other once a year, twice a year. But you know, it is what it is, right? Well, two things. First of all, uh, I did the math for you. I'm saving you a trip to the basement. This will be your 38th year. If you started with the 81 card set. This will be your 38th year. Now, are you okay with that? Is this going to be controversial? Well, actually, we, we, we started in 82. Well, I know, we, but I'm going with the 81 card set, and you take the 2019 card set this year. That's 38 years. Oh, I'll, I'll check with my account. <laughs> <laughs> my math is worse than I get. Ain't that the truth? Um, but, uh, the second. So I was telling the guys, you know, we, we have a fortieth coming up. You know, I guess I have to put away the balloons. You better, yeah, at least, yeah, save them. I hope they're not helium because you're going to lose them. But, but nonetheless, yeah. um, you know what? It's, it's, it's because you sit here and you say to yourself, "My God, I've been doing something for thirty years." Could it be years. possible? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It really is. Um, but you mentioned the draft and people getting together, and, and I've, I've talked to many, many people in many, many leagues, and they say the same thing. They say the best time of year, the, the best day or weekend that they have is during the draft because they see all their buddies and guys in the league who, you know, nowadays you, they're from all over the country, uh, and so you may not see them until that one day or one weekend that you have the draft. Yeah, and you know what? I got to tell you something. We we spoke about this a couple of times uh, over the weekend, and I think it's very true. I think I think the um, the fact that we still do some kind of face to face stuff, you know, like we some of us local guys, you know, or the guys from New York and New Jersey, you know, we we play locally face to face against each other. Um, but you know, just the fact that we do get together for the draft. And we do still have some form of uh, face-to-face. Yeah. You know, I really believe that added to the league's longevity. I really do. Oh, yeah. No, no question. No, no, no question about it. I mean, when, you know, and, and, 
and it's almost i mean obviously the 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 joy of playing the game is is big in that but you know just uh being friends i mean i'm still with friends uh with guys that that i was in a league with and have been out for almost 20 years you know it's just that kind of lifelong friendships that you uh, uh that you get in playing in leagues and especially if you're still in leagues uh, you know, you're talking to these guys, you're either texting or emailing In today's world. You can do that easily, but to see your friend face to face, sit across the table from, or sit across that, that big wooden table in the hotel by the fireplace. Uh, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And you know, John, a lot of the guys in our league, um, you know, they watched my kids grow up and I've watched their kids grow up. It's yeah. really fascinating that, yeah. you know, you've been around and now these kids that used to run around the table while you were playing, you know, cards and dice are now having their own babies and are married. You know, it's just, it's just fascinating how life, you know, moves on. But, but through it all, the constant has always been APA, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, no matter what happens in your life, bad or good, APA is, is always there to, uh, to lift you up. Yep, you got that right. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the drafts are always fun, as we mentioned, just to see the guys, but also uh, to, to, you know, pick the new players and it got you, you know, you feel like that general manager and you're going to put a new guy on your team. First of all, before we get into some of the top picks in your draft, what'd you think about the cards as a whole this year? Well, I mean, the power is certainly there. Um, no doubt about it. When I was going through the cards the first time, um, you know, unless it was my imagination and I don't think it was, there seemed to be a lot of five power number guys and when I say five power numbers, I, I include zeros in that, you know. Um, so, you know, you saw a lot of guys with um, just five power numbers, and it's like you can see that, you know, the, the home runs and the extra base hits are definitely going to be there this year. You're going to have a lot of them. Um, so I expect a lot of um, high-scoring games. Um, I also expect a lot of teams to still be in it when they're behind in the eighth inning, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they'll manage a, a four-run inning easier, I think, this year. Um, so I noticed that right away. And then I noticed on our end, and, and, and this is like, you know, because we're a smaller league, I noticed that the pitching, that, you know, obviously there wasn't a lot of high-grade pitching available in the draft, you know, starting pitching. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, I think about, well, we're 13 teams. Imagine teams that are 20 and 25. I mean, there's got to be no pitching for them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're, oh, you're, you're scraping oh, the bottom of the barrel there. So unless you have the first few picks of a draft, you're not, you're not rebuilding your staff or, yeah. or even maybe adding to your staff too much, you know, which, which on the other hand could spur a lot of trades or a lot of free agent pickups and things like that. Well, and you know, and the other thing is that there's always going to be relief pitching available, regardless of the size of your league, because guys are going to come out of nowhere have great years or guys that didn't have good years maybe a year or two in the past all of a sudden find their way um but you know starting pitching you're right to really uh, put together a good rotation is is very very tough in the larger leagues yeah and and you know as far as the relief i mean you're right there's always you know relief pitching is probably i would say the most inconsistent um if you want to call it, you know like position right like yeah. you know when you're out you're looking at you know, first baseman, third baseman, starting pitcher, but but relief pitchers go from hero to zero every year, right? Mm-hmm. You get a guy, you know, who has a dynamite year, he gets an 18 or a 20, and then the next year, 
you know, he's got a four. And the following, he's got a 15. So a lot of, it's very hard to get that Mariano Rivera guy sure. who has been, you know, constant B throughout his career, yeah. let's say. Yeah, year in and year out, you're exactly right. I find is like when you go into the draft, sometimes with relievers, unless you get that, you know, specific guy, you know, you're drafting grades as opposed to names sometimes, you know. Right. And you're just... Yeah, I want to get the best for you. I don't care who he is, what his name is, who he pitches for, but he's got that high grade I need as a closer or a setup guy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, let's get into some specifics about uh, the OZ draft. Let's talk about some of the top uh, the top draft picks in that. And yeah, some guys listening uh, you know, may not have their draft yet and, 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 and may be interested in, in seeing who gets picked. Obviously, their league would be different. Um, but uh, uh, maybe talk about the uh, uh, the first few top picks and then uh, why you think they were taken and if you think it was a good pick by the guys in your league. Well, the first pick in our draft um, went uh, Pete Alonzo. Um, you know, he had a monster card. I think he's got a good future, this kid. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, so the team picking first uh, selected Pete Alonzo. And I got to tell you, I think, I think that's going to, Pete Alonso obviously is probably going to be a top five pick in most leagues. Um, so, so he went first. The second um, pick was uh, Mike Soroka, uh, the pitcher from the uh, Braves. And um, he, uh, you know, he, he had a, um, a great season. He was a, a righty 14. We used the master game grades uh, with the uh, OZ boards. Um, but he's, he's a 14, so that was a solid pick there. Okay, one of the few, you know, big uh, number um starting pitchers like we just talked about. Right. The third pick was interesting. The third pick went to Gavin Lux. And as I had said to you once before, we allow you to pick, uh, you know, one um, carded player uh, in the season. But right. what we didn't realize until about, you know, a couple of days before the draft when we were really looking through the cards is that Gavin Lux actually got a card for his 95 plate appearance. Oh, yeah. um, we weren't expecting that, you know, um, but he did get a card. So, so the third team was able to pick Gavin Lux and not get charged for the uncarded pick. So that was a smart move by him. I think Gavin Lux is going to be a dynamite ball player. Mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of ballsy for him to pick him right there, so I give credit to him. Um, the next pick uh, was Dakota Hudson. Um, basically, you know, righty 12 with 32 starts, solid um, solid number for, for a starter. Um, he needed to, uh, you know, reinforce his uh, starting pitching, so he went with the most games started you know, highest grade. And then the fifth pick was my own, and I was, somehow I was able to get Chris Paddock, um, who's a righty 11, only has 26 starts, but obviously I'm looking at him as, you know, anchoring my team in the future. So, okay, so, so you picked Paddock, and, and now what are your prospects for the, uh, uh, making it to the playoffs this year? Do you feel like I got a good chance, or you're just trying to build for maybe the next year or two? No, I actually, I actually have a solid team this year. I think I'm going to make the playoffs. You know, once you get to the playoffs, it's always a crapshoot because anything can happen in a short series. Um, you know, I've come up short, you know, a few times in our league where, you know, you make it to the postseason and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, the dice go cold on you when you, when you get into the, into the playoffs. But, uh, Attic is, um, you know, in addition to my, um, he's a, he's a good addition to my rotation. The thing is, is that if the guy before me had picked Chris Paddock, then I would have picked the guy that he picked, Dakota Hudson, simply because of the number of starts yeah. and, the, and the grade. So again, we go into, you know, I'm looking at, I'm just taking the best, my plan going in was just to take the best starting pitcher, you know, as far as 
as your draft flashes? I know you only got 13 uh, teams, but uh, give me a time frame of how long the draft lasts. And, I, and how, many, how many rounds do you do? Okay, so normally we do nine rounds. This year, don't ask me why it's nine instead of ten, whatever, but it's, it's nine. So, so what happened is uh, this year we had an expansion team, okay? And so what happens with that is we add uh, uh, another um, slot at the end of the round mm-hmm. for them. We middle and then we put them at the end again. So they get two slots every round. Uh, and then because we lose players, we add two rounds when there's expansion. So technically this was an 11 round draft for us. Yeah. Um, now, how long it lasts, I gotta be honest with you, and I think most commissioners will tell you this, it la- whether your, your draft goes quickly or it takes a lot of time, it really has to do with the organization of the people that are picking, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, the first the first half of the draft or the first four rounds of the draft should go really, really fast because you, know, you, you, you the guys that you want are still in there, okay? But once you get past that fourth or fifth round, now you got to start thinking plan B, plan C, plan D, right? right? Uh, you need a first baseman. These guys were picked, so now you got to go and say, okay, who, who do I want? You know, who's, who's my guy uh, besides those guys that I already crossed off my list? So saying that... Our draft last, I would say our draft last a good, probably three hours. And that's face-to-face. I mean, except for a couple of guys who couldn't make the draft. But that's, um, you know, and you know what? I don't look to rush the draft. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes, you know, you'll have guys that'll just take forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're, or like, I've been addressed where they pick guys that have already been picked. It's, you know, pay attention. You're absolutely right. We've had that happen many times. You know, we've had guys pick guys, you know, with similar names. And it was like, wait, that's not the guy I wanted, you know. (laughs) Right, right. Too, you know. But but all in all, it's fun. And you'll see, listen, a lot of times if you look back at the drafts and you look at the people that they draft, you'll see who was organized and who wasn't. And listen, I've had, you know, like, like this year, I'm a pretty organized guy, but this year what happened was my boss from work, the week of the um, the week prior to the draft, decided to come in and, and, and ride with a couple of us guys in the Northeast. And so normally I would be using that time, right, you know, to, to, to study every night, to mm-hmm. look at it, my guy. But now I had to, you know, I had to bring him around and I'm doing dinner with him, so it cut short the night. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, sometimes that happens too, where you want to be prepared, you, you carve out the time. Well, it, it, it's a great league. It's it's been around for. I say this will be the thirty eighth year. Uh, I think you'll agree once you do the math. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it, always a great time. Three and a half hours. That's 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 not bad. That that's very manageable. But uh, uh, all I can say is best of luck to you in the league and best of luck to all the guys in the league. Uh, it, it should be a great year. Now. Um, couple things I want to go through, and I'm going to call this the uh, off-the-beaten-path topics because you and I, you know, chat uh, every once in a while. You know, we, we, go, we go off the, uh, off the APO uh, grade a little bit. But let's, let, let's talk about some of the things that are going on in Major League Baseball. And, and one of the things is the sign-stealing controversy. What are your thoughts about that? You know, it's... Um not like sign stealing hasn't gone on before, okay? Um, but when you start using cameras and all the other stuff to uh, improve your um, odds at, at your home park, 
know, it, it crosses the line, okay? Um, you know, baseball is, is so numbers-oriented. Now you start messing with championships, and, and you know, who knows if, uh, you know, Jose Altuve or whoever, I'm just using him as a name, you know, really would have hit what he hit if he didn't have that camera in the, in the um, center field stand or right field stand. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's tough to, to swallow that. But the other thing is that, I mean, they were caught cheating and, and Manfred didn't take the championship away. Mm. Like, that's the hardest thing for me to accept. And especially, I mean, you know, you want to say I'm biased because I'm a Yankee fan, but, you know, let's take the Dodger fans into consideration. You can't point, you know, would they have won, would they not have won? But you're not giving any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you're not giving any deterrent for these guys to do stuff again. Yeah. Well, player was, you know. But I think it was a precedent set years ago. I mean, in 1951, uh, you know, Bobby Thompson hit the home run off of Ralph Bronkin. And the thing was, it, it was, took a few years, but finally it came out that, oh, yeah, it, it, they admitted that they stole signs using a telescope out in center field and, and using some type of Morse code to get it to the dugout and, and alert the hitter of what was coming. And Bobby Thompson admitted it happened. They did not take the the pennant away from uh, uh, from them, from the Giants, and and – and and, uh, and there really was no discipline to to Thompson or the the giant organization as a whole. And then you, uh, you know you you take the nineteen nineteen, you go all the way back to the to the uh, Black Sox scandal and that championship. Of course, I went to the Reds. You can't take it away from the Reds, but it, it, it's hard to make those hard fast decisions. I think mostly uh, what was uh, egregious to me was that they didn't. Not punish the players, but I don't think Manfred wanted to mess with the players' union. They went to the management, okay, the managers, the general managers, but we don't want to mess with the players because the players' union could really cause some issues. Right, but isn't that sad that the only yeah. reason that they weren't um, disciplined was because he didn't want to go, you know, toe to toe with the players? You know, I mean, that's sad. Well, that it, is really it's, that is doing the right thing. They they caved to that, and I think. You know, I think that's sad for baseball in general because I think if you ask every baseball fan in in, in the world, they're going to tell you take that championship. You, and well, you know yeah. you're right. Yeah, 1951, but that was 1951. We have a chance to make it right now. Yeah, uh, no, no, no question no. about it. that argument. That argument uh, will go on for a while. Let's let's switch gears now to uh, what they're talking about with the robot umpires. What do you think? How do you feel about that? Oh, well, you know, I'm a, I, you know, first of all, I'm a union guy, right? So I want the place <laughs> to keep their job. Right. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, is it that, if, is, is, if it's that bad, if they're missing that many, then you got to go to some kind of a plan B. I get it, okay? You know, you got to remember these guys are pitching a lot faster these days. You know, they're in the hundreds, some of them, mm-hmm. okay? probably pretty hard for the human eye to really see, you know, where was that exactly, right? Um, but the other thing I think that kind of, I don't know, I always think about this, is that, you know, when you're watching a game on TV um, and you're watching, you know, a, a pitch go over the plate, you know, it's, that's not exactly the angle. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, in other words, yeah. that's not real angle. So sometimes we see, oh, man, that was wrong. But if you looked at it, from the umpire's angle, 
it actually may have caught the, the, the you know the plate or whatever. But I, I think the biggest um, problem with that is is that is that um, you have uh, you know different people right with different strike zones. That's what I think they have to um, kind of reel in. Like everybody should have the same strike zone. Yeah, and, yeah, you should. You're right. You know, and you know, pitcher. I mean, batters go in to a game and they say, who's behind the plate? Oh, John Hasselhorn's on the plate. All right, we're going to get we're gonna get those low inside pitches. You know, so they already know before they come up to the plate what they can get away with. Uh, uh, right. And, and But I think that's all about baseball. That's the adjustments you have to make. Or And some umpire strike, uh, strikes uh, uh, zones change from game to game. And so if, if, if you throw a couple of pitches down and in and you feel they're strikes and you're not getting them, you've got to realize, okay, I'm going to have to come up a little bit. Those are, those are just in-game adjustments. But I think you kind of hit it on the head. And at least for me, you know, I see all these uh, social media comments about the umpires and how terrible they are. Look, there are some bad umpires out there, uh, and some of them should probably get another profession. But on, uh, for the most part, you're talking about guys throwing 95, 98, 100 miles an hour with movement. And you're seeing 250 to 300 pitches a game. And if you miss four or five, I think that's pretty good. I mean, you are a human being. You you, you are going to miss some. And, and, and I think that it, the, the people are just too critical about, oh, well, it was a 2-2 pitch. That changed the entire bat. Well, yes, it did. But that's baseball. That's the human element that we still have in this game. And if you can get 200... And seventy-five right and miss five. I think you're doing pretty good. I, I agree absolutely. And then the other the other question I was thinking about with this is this, right? Let's say you got an umpire who's back there, he's calling balls and strikes, and all of a sudden something happens. He gets hit in the head with the ball, whatever. He's got to be removed from the from the game. Okay, you go into the stands, you get the backup umpire, and you put him behind the plate. What do you do if the machine's not working? Yeah, well, and 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 that's the thing is that they they. You know they have the uh, adjustment for that. I mean, if if they're not getting the uh, uh, the actual uh, uh, strike ball or strike count, they can go back to the human element, and then that's that's fine. I mean, you know that's that's the exception to the rule. I I I think I hear so many people say, you know, use that argument, or well, you know, what happens if the machine's a little bit off, or what happens if somebody hacks into the system. So, I mean, you could come up with any scenario you want, but there's always going to be a backup of that human back there behind the plate making the balls and strike. It's just something to make sure that the calls are are right. We're already doing it on the base pass with replay, which I think is good. I, I know that it takes more time, but I think to get those calls right are important. But, I, I mean, really, uh, you know, Let's say a game has has two hundred and fifty pitches in it, and an umpire misses five of those. I don't think that's that bad. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, I think uh, you know accuracy percentage is is still on the good side on the umpires. You know, um, and you're right. If you got a guy who can't call balls and strikes, guess what? Get him out of there. Get him Get out, him out, out of there. Yeah, and, 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 and I think that's, you know, sometimes an issue. And again, you know, the, the umpires union is strong, the players union is strong, um, and, and it is hard. There are some guys that probably, like I said, should get a new profession, but 
but they stick around. But uh, yeah, those are a couple of the controversial things. There's one more about the the playoff, the new playoff system. What do you, what do you think about that? You know, the thing I always loved about baseball, and you know, I guess it's. I don't know, maybe this is the old school versus the new school. That's what it seems to be as far as the dividing line. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I always liked baseball because they didn't let everybody into the playoffs. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. You know, you had the, the teams that deserved to be there got there. And you know what? If you finish sixth or seventh, you don't deserve to be in the postseason, guys. <laughs> no? I don't want to do that participation trophy thing that's pretty pop. Right, no? right, right. And, 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 the thing is... Do I, do I, listen, this is what I see coming, you know, based on this. I see, you know, them going to one league, you know, uh, maybe, you know, eight divisions, you know, maybe having the Mets and the Yankees in the same division or whatever, okay? Um, but the thing is, that's where I see them going. I see them going geographically. They'll cut down on travel and all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but as far as the playoffs, listen, I'm not a wild card guy, okay? Especially when the wild card guy wins the World Series and Again, I'm biased. You know, the Yankees did win one, I believe, with the wild card. But, you know, I'd rather see the wild card not, not win that. Yeah, um, I get it. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, the guy won a division, he won 100 games, and now you're going to tell me, you know, some wild card that won 80 games? I mean, I, I don't get it. Well, we grew up in the times where there was an American League winner and a National League winner, and now there was your World Series. That's it. And, and you know what? I, you know, I, I, could, I could live with a slight change to that or whatever, you know, but... Um, you know, the other thing is you don't have teams playing the same amount of games against the, you know, not, not everybody's playing the Miami Marlins the same amount of times. Not everybody's playing the uh, Baltimore Orioles the same right. amount of times. Right. So I get there's a little bit of difference within the division, within the league. I get that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to see this become hockey. I mean, listen, you know what? And I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, when it comes to hockey, I don't even watch the regular season. I just, I just wait for the playoffs. Yeah, and and playoff hockey is great, but but yeah, it, fact, it, it gets pretty tight. Bother watching the rest of it. Everybody's yeah. going to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those are some of the off the beaten path topics. Let's talk about your commissioner's corners, uh, which will be coming up. What what, what I'm going to do is you have six segments of that. We've already done three, um, but we have three more to go. And uh, what I'm going to do is put them all together in a package and have uh, your uh, uh, a, a podcast dedicated to your six episodes of Commissioner's Corner. And for those who don't know what it is, uh, just briefly talk about what those are about. Sure. Um, it's basically uh, the podcast were put together with um, uh, leagues in mind, obviously, guys that wanted to start leagues, you know, how you start a league. Uh, and those that are in leagues or are commissioners of leagues can listen to it and get some pointers and tips of things that, you know, that we do. And again, it, what we do doesn't make it perfect, doesn't make it right. You know, you could do whatever you want, but at least you get some ideas. We wanted, we wanted to set up a place where maybe a guy wanting to start a league could go in there and listen to these podcasts and then have better idea how to put his league together. Cause there's a lot more than you think, um, when you sit down and say, Hey, let's start an Apple league. Yeah. Right. Right, and, and, and they are, are very good, at, and, and again, they're, they're broken into six episodes or six segments. Um, if you have an idea or you're trying to start a league, you need ideas for your league, uh, you can go and see which ones that you may want to listen to or listen to the whole package of six. But uh, I'm going to get that together. 
Uh, I think it's great. Anybody who is, is in a league or wants to start one, uh, I would recommend going there uh, and listening to uh, your ideas uh, as far as that goes. So, Dom, as always, a pleasure talking to you. Uh, good luck in the OZ League this year, and certainly uh, we will talk again. Thank you, John. Um, I will uh, thank you for uh, joining me in this long-distance coffee session. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But I look forward to hearing your voice again, my friend. You're doing a great job with this uh, this week in Apple, and, um, you know, I try to spread it out all the time about, you know, getting on there, listening to all the old um, uh, archives. Now, uh, I just have a quick question. Sure. Are the old archives, like when you first started uh, TWIA, is that brought over to the new um, system yet or is well, it going to be? Yeah, we started with the old format on Ustream and uh, John Hurst and I are working on getting that together and if it, we may not be able to get all of them uh, transferred over but but some of the uh, the ones that we feel like are the really good ones, the ones including you obviously, uh, but we're going to uh, we're going to try to get those over to the new format, the anchor format. So, uh, yeah, it's a good question, and, and we are working at it uh, as we speak. Great, because I know there's a lot of um, a lot of great interviews with some of the legends of oh, uh, you know Appanation, and then yeah. I know a lot of people would love to hear those. Yeah, well, we're going to do the best we can to do that, Dom. But uh, again, thanks for uh, taking the time to come on. We appreciate it, and certainly uh, we will talk again soon. Okay, my pleasure. Right. Take care. Dominic Barici, everybody, if you need him, uh, don't forget to uh, check out his Commissioner's Corner, uh, which we will have as a standalone podcast uh, probably within the next week. We'll take a break right here. Come back. You're listening to This Week in APA. Stick around. John Aslan back here with this week in APA and uh, the APA community received some uh, very sad news this past week. Uh, We just found out that Charlie Fouché, a great friend and ambassador uh, to the APA game company, passed away. He battled cancer uh, for the past couple of years uh, and uh, Charlie will be uh, greatly missed. He was uh, a guy who discovered APA in 1973, played with his brother and the neighborhood kids, uh, uh, played baseball, hockey, football, saddle racing, golf, but uh, he uh, stated that baseball was his favorite. He also was very involved in the KNLBA, which uh, uh, was dedicated to uh, the Negro League, uh, ba- uh, Negro League uh, uh, baseball leagues and charities. Um, he was a great friend of the folks in Kansas City where the uh, Negro League Hall of Fame is. Uh, and he also uh, developed uh, Negro League cards uh, using the APA system uh, with the uh, endorsement of John Herson. Uh, he had a website. And in fact, that website uh, it doesn't exist right now, but it is going to be uh, revamped and put up again by a guy by the name of Bob Weibel, uh, who took uh, some of the things uh, that Charlie had done and will reinvent uh, that website. And in fact, I'll be talking with Bob 
uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, to, to let everybody know uh, when that will be up and uh, what he plans on doing with that. Uh, but Charlie was a very educated man. He received a uh, bachelor's degree from the University of Florida and a doctorate in the, uh, theology education and biblical studies. Uh, but baseball and APA was a passion of his and also educating young people. He taught at a school for underprivileged kids and taught probability and mathematics to his students using APA cards. And, and I think that was uh, uh, really interesting to hear him talk about that when I interviewed him a little over a year ago. So uh, if you could out there, uh, keep Charlie and his family uh, in your thoughts and prayers. And uh, uh, Charlie Fouché, a great uh, friend of the APA community and ambassador uh, to the APA Game Company, um, he will be very, very much missed. We'll take uh, one more break. When I come back, I'll wrap things up from this week's episode of This Week in APA. Tony Stevens with my 2020 APA playing goal for the year. I hope to last longer in my second baseball league, which I just joined, and we're going to have our draft in January, late January, and we're going to start playing in February. And my goal is to last longer in this new league than I did in my first league about two years ago. I only lasted about two weeks there. Um, they kicked me out. Yeah. I'm surprised it took them two weeks to kick me out, but I think they're a little bit slow. These guys, though, appear much slower, and I should last at least three weeks. Hi, John. My name is Jeremy Drake. I live in Collinsville, Illinois. That's uh, right on the Illinois side of St. Louis. And I've been playing APA for probably half a dozen years, mostly the hockey game. But in the last three years, I've gotten into the baseball game. Um, I stumbled across your podcast on uh, the Facebook APA group. And I, since I'm an Apple guy, I just use the podcast app. But I uh, thought I would download the Anchor app so I could leave you a voice message and say, I really appreciate you doing the podcast. I'm sure it's a big-time commitment, and uh, I totally understand when you don't get to do it regularly. But uh, sure do enjoy it, and I'll look forward to getting the notifications when new ones come out. Uh, look me up on Facebook, Jeremy Drake. Thank you. Bye. And those were just a couple of our voicemail messages that we get right here at uh, This Week in APA. The first was Tony Stevens, a good uh, friend of the APA community, uh, talking about uh, his resolutions and uh, plans for the upcoming uh, new year, which he sent in a little while ago, but we just got it up there. Also, Jeremy Drake. Uh, sending in a, uh, a short voicemail, uh, and I appreciate uh, Jeremy said about the show and uh, uh, another guy who uh, is a uh, uh, an APA player, not a lifelong APA player, but somebody who has gotten involved in it over uh, the last uh, five or six years. So, uh, Tony and Jeremy, thanks for the input. You too can uh, be a part of the show and send in your voicemail. Get on the This Week in APA uh, podcast site. You have to favorite that uh, podcast uh, or this podcast, and then uh, uh, you too can send in a uh, voicemail of 60 seconds or less. And if it's really, really good, like those last two were, we will put it up 
on the show. That about wraps things up for the first show of 2020. I want to thank Dominic Previciero and also look forward to his uh, Commissioner Corner uh, podcast, which will be a standalone podcast. All six episodes will be on, and I'll be getting that up very, very shortly. Uh, And, uh, of course, uh, stay tuned and keep track on the Facebook pages, uh, the This Week in Appa Facebook page and Appa Baseball, Appa Games, all those I'll be posting when a new podcast will be up and coming. So until next time, this is John Anselon saying so long. Thanks for listening to This Week in Appa and have a great 2020. We'll see you soon.